1069. The Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. We are also online, WRQK.com. If you missed anything yesterday, that was foolish. Pick it up at the podcast. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantos, who's got a little bit of the sleeps on him because he was up late last night at the Canton Charge game. I hear, I hear your efforts were, uh, well, exerted properly, but yet in a... Uh, and a losing effort there. They did not win last night. I heard. No, Kenton Charge not able to pull off the victory last night. Uh, still want to tip of the hat to them, dude. At one point, they were down by 20 points, uh, I think, right after the half. So it was in the third quarter. And uh, they ended up coming back, like, we're ahead in the fourth. Turned it into a really interesting game, but not able to pull off the victory last night. Which, um, I don't know, man. I've, I've obviously, as a Northeast Ohio fan, I've been through a lot of sports disappointment in my life. Sure, yeah, like more I've, than enough. I've, I've grown accustomed to it. I kind of know the, the feelings and, you know, whether it was in, in, what was it, 07 when the Cavs lost the finals for the first times yep. or, you know, years prior or, or even with the Indians and the way that they lost the World Series this year. This was one of the toughest sports losses I ever had to deal with last night. And the thing is, is there's still two games left in the series. If the Charge wins both of them, all of a sudden, dude, things are things are different, you know. But last night, standing there in the Civic Center, and it was about, I don't know, a minute left in the fourth, and I was like, this isn't going to happen. Like, down by seven, dude, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to do this. And then some guy, like, missed the three, and then somebody grabbed a rebound, and I'm like, it's over. And it was just like, it was, like, it was just like, it was, I, I don't want to be like, dude, I'm just kind of sad this morning, but, like, I am. I'm, like, a little bummed. I feel bad for the team. I feel bad for the fans. I feel bad for, like, you know, the organization as a whole. And I guess it's just different when you're watching it on TV and you're a fan and you're not, you, you for as much as investment as you put into it and as much time as you put into sports and as much, like, love as you put into sports, it's different when you're on the other side, when you're actually involved with the other with, with the organization. It was just a different kind of punch to me where I'm like, <sighs> this is going to lead to less paychecks this year. Well, certainly it's going to lead to less paychecks, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, dude. Uh, but, like, that's the thing. But, 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 but plenty to be celebrated in the world of sports last night. Um, exciting times, not only for the Cleveland Indians, uh, Francisco Lindor with a, uh, essentially, you know, a, a game-winning grand slam last night, which was awesome. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, dude, put an ass whooping down on the Boston Celtics well, good. last night. An ass. Well, they needed to, though. Whooping. They needed to because after what LeBron said the other day about, uh, you know, basically regular season games don't matter, which is a horrible look for the league. Honestly, he needed to go out there. He needed to have a good performance and they needed to win. Uh, he didn't say that regular season games didn't matter. He said he's the wrong guy to ask because he's been to six straight finals. And if you're honestly, if you're the league, you hate your stars saying that. Some, somebody asked him, uh, do you feel like this is a game that's more important than other games? And he just said that, well, no, it's another regular season game. Uh, you're kind of making it a mu- you're cleaning up what he said pretty easily if you listen to him it's how dare you even ask me this question i've been to six straight finals there's i'm the wrong guy to ask about i dude to say that i'm the wrong guy to ask about a regular season game dude you're the face of the league if any question of any game or any situation needs to be asked where do they want it to go lebron james and if you're the league you hated that answer and given the fact that they're having all kind of problems and all kind of TV problems and all this stuff, and they're already trying to rework the TV deals and stuff. He needed to have a good game last night. He, they, the fans need regular season games. Now, I heard this yesterday, and I want to ask you: Do you think they, they should reduce it down to sixty games? Uh, do I think they should? Yes, but do I think they will? No. Uh, do I think that's even like a feasible thought? No. I don't even think that's like something that they're going to flirt with. 
Oh, see, people keep telling me that's why LeBron James keeps talking about this. is because he wants his name associated with the game getting better by changing it. But uh, what do you do with records? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you do with records? And sure, LeBron might want that, and LeBron might push for that. But, I, dude, that's, that's a power greater than LeBron. That's, that's, that's billionaires at work as opposed to, like, a billionaire trying to make well, something Well, again, out. Chris Broussard says that that's part of this problem, is that LeBron's arguing this whole thing and doing this whole thing and organizing organizing this wrestling and doing this whole thing from from our LeBron standpoint. Yeah. When in the when in the reality, dude, he's the only billionaire. The rest right. of these guys all just have money, and that's just what he's saying. He's like LeBron's operating from this bubble, and the rest of these dudes aren't inside. None of those players, none of those players have the same punch as he does. None. Of and, them. and one punch or from will. LeBron versus you know the the NBA as a whole. Or NBA owners as a whole, it's just not powerful. He enough. looked awful this week, PR wise. Awful. Awful. Now, and that's why he needed that win last night. And the NBA needed the win. I don't know about the Cavs. I'm fine. You know, Celtics, one, two seeds, whatever. Cavs probably going to be fine in the Eastern Conference. But if you're the NBA, you needed that game to be good. And you needed the Cavs to win. You needed LeBron to look like LeBron James. Because most of the time when you turn on the TV, he's in sweats drinking coffee. And so, like, you needed him to be LeBron. So I'm happy that they won. Because now people may stop beating up on him today for things that, honestly, he kind of deserved to be beat up on for. That comment, when I heard that the other day, the way he says it is so snide and so bad. And I was a little guilty of like, well, what do I really want here? Do I want my sports stars to be authentic or do I want to be told what I want to hear? And you got to figure that out because, to be honest with you, he told us the truth and it sounded horrific. And it sounded like, oh, my God, he's right. This stuff doesn't matter. Why am I watching this? I'll pick up the NBA when most people will pick it up in June. Because LeBron James just told me, dude, it don't matter until June. And when the biggest star in the sport tells you it doesn't matter until June, I don't know what the audience is supposed to do. Audience is going to walk away going, yeah, you know what? It don't matter until June. I'll see you in June. So we will have... Well, probably not the Canton Charge tickets, right? Because they're uh, on the road for the next two games. But we do have Chris Rock tickets. We'll hand those out around 9.30. We'll do that. And you will not believe, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, about drive through funerals. You won't believe the next step in funerals. I can't believe what I just read. And I'll pass it on to you next on Rock 106. It's disrespectful. Yeah, I I tried and tried and tried to come up with a reason why that would be valid, and you really have to stretch. The only thing I could come up with if it was such a heavily attended funeral like a celebrity or something like that, but come on, that's we're we're, we're really stretching. I think at the end it's a bad look because what's going to happen is the human thing will eventually take over. You won't be close enough to the window yet and you'll be honking the horn and it'll get really ugly. Try you know, during one of the what should be a very respectful moment. Now, let's be real. That standing in line at a funeral sucks, dude. It just does. Yeah. Because you're standing there. Welcome to adulthood. You're standing there, and 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 obviously there's a a heavy tone to the to the event, and you're trying to have a conversation with the person next right. to you, but there's no appropriate way to laugh. But don't laugh. Don't joke. Don't too joke much, around. But you don't want to be like you don't want to be the, too somber. Right. You don't want to be the sad sap either, because it's like well well. Jim really would have just wanted us all to, you know, just laugh about his life and, and think about what a great guy he was. So you try to have that optimistic tone, but dude, there's just there's it sucks. It does. It, it, there's no. Jim question. would have you wanted you to visit two days before he died, <laughs> but you didn't do that. That's what Jim would have wanted. So I'm not down with drive-by viewing. Can't be. It's hard to be. So the new trend apparently that is going to take hold in the funeral industry is home funerals. 
Okay. 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 Now, up until like 2015, cremation was considered to be like kind of like not so great, but it started to take more of a hold now. And, you know, put a pin in that because that's probably the way I'm going to choose to go. But home funerals, they say, is the better, is going to be the better way. Like, all right, if you've had a child, ladies, you probably know more about this than some of the guys. There's these things called doulas who will kind of like help you have a home birth. Yeah. So now we have created, of course, America has funeral doulas. Okay. I mean, you got to think with, with, with childbirth, I mean, you know. It, you go to the hospital and get the proper drugs it, and have your kid the proper way. Sure, but I, a lot of people were, you know, the, it, people were being born on kitchen tables 60 years ago. You know what I'm right. saying? It's not that, you People know, died at 14, too. Well, you know what I mean? true, it's so true. like, come on, like, go to the doctor. I, I Certainly, if it was my wife-girlfriend situation like that, yes, you're going to the hospital. But, like, I don't know. I guess it's, it's not that, you know, crazy. So what they want you to do then is take the dead body and you yourself wash it, clean oh. it, prepare it, uh. because it's releasing the proper system then. And wow. now you're working through it properly. I, uh, I you realize there's rules in place on what we do with dead bodies so people don't just keep the dead bodies of sure. their relatives and have sex with it or do whatever weird, creepy thing could happen. Th- there's got to be some sort of uh, regulation. Law. There's got to be some sort of regulation <laughs> yes. there. There needs to be some sort of somebody making sure what you're doing is appropriate. Before your uncle becomes stew. But, you know, I, I think when you know loved ones die, it's not uncommon at all for people to, you know, want to care for that body, want to, you know, you, you, you're 17-year-old dies at the morgue, and you're going to go hug them, even if they are, their body's in a traumatic state, even if there is that like level of... I don't ah, know. The heebie-jeebies. Too. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Alright, so like... When my dad died, it happened at the hospital. He was life-flighted, but he ended up dying at the hospital. Right? And so my mom called me, and she's like, hey, we're down here at the clinic, and you know, whatever. So like, I went down there, and I walked into the hallway, and there was my mom and the like the rest of my family, and I did that for like three minutes, you know, hugged everybody and the you know, the crying and all that. And then they said to me, "He's right through that door. If you should choose to see him, do it." Now that was two thousand and three. So what, fourteen years ago, something like that? Fourteen years ago. To this day, I regret the decision of walking through the doors to see that. Because that's the first thing I think of every time now. The moment he goes through my mind, the first thing I think of is when they pulled the sheet back and there he was, white, laying on a slab, faceless. And it, I don't want to say it haunts me today, but it did then. And it, and it didn't, it, it, I, like, I didn't like that. Now, he chose to be cremated, so we right. didn't have, like, an open casket thing and, like, that whole thing. But, like, I find that to be very weird. And I've always said about burial, I find it to be very egotistical for people to want to take up Earth space when you're dead, you didn't do enough on the planet. I'm sorry. Like 12 people did. Presidents, maybe. Outside of that, like you didn't do enough on this planet to take up space on Earth when we're trying to house people and like <laughs> find things to build and do all this stuff. You didn't do enough on planet Earth to take up space when you're dead. You didn't. So uh, it, it's just, it, honestly, the, it's concept, egotistical. the concept of cemeteries, like taking. Yeah. I, I mean, we're not running out of space, are we? Well, I mean, we're not. We, we, we couldn't build better things for our community on where our cemetery is now. We couldn't do that. Maybe if we took back the land and we said, okay, we're going to build the world's best homeless shelters, but we need all the cemeteries to do it. Why can't you build it in a field? 
Okay, well, because I want to grow things in a field. Well, you, you can. You can do both things. But, like, honestly, I find it to be egotistical to be like, I was so important, I'm going to take up physical space even though I'm not breathing anymore. That Dude, you didn't do enough on planet Earth. None of us do. It's wildly egotistical. I've never seen anything like I cannot believe we haven't gotten there yet. I can't believe that's not the hashtag, the next hashtag in the boycott movement. Of, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of have to like, wait, you know, these white straight males think that they're so popular that we're just going to bury them underground. It's, I can't believe that's not the next thing because I would totally get behind that. It's crazy. Like when I think about the accomplishments of my life, nowhere near, you know what? This plot of land right here is solely for me for the rest of time, no matter what, because I was so goddamn. No, I wasn't. I didn't do anything that was worthy of that. Nothing. That's crazy. Like, dude, are they going to give me a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame for doing this radio show in Canton? Hell no, they are not. So what in the hell would I get to be, have space? At least that you can walk on, spit on, drop your gum on, whatever you want. You can still use it. Like, the taking up space underground while you're dead is egotistical. And I can't believe we still allow people to do that. Cremation's easier. I believe it's cheaper. From what I understand, it's cheaper. And you get like a nice little crown royal bag to put your family members in. It's what my dad's in. And then and you keep it right there in the house. Or you get a nice little urn. And then people still get land, earth, for the living. Because the planet is for the living, not for the dead. This is the only place, the only thing, where we have the planet set aside for the dead. It's crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. My favorite sporting event in the world just got ruined. I'll tell you how next on Rock 106. Dan Sperry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. 7.30, we'll pass out those uh, tickets for the UFC 210 watch party. That's going out at the Hard Rock Roxino this Saturday. Daniel Cormier in action. UFC fights are expensive, aren't they? To run them at home, they're like Man, 60. Jeez. 60. Jeez. Go to the Hard Rock Roxino. We'll give you the ticket, so that's free. Parking's free. Go in there. You know what I mean? Have a couple of drinks. Watch Daniel Cormier win. Be a good time. Who knows? You could walk away a big winner. You could. You know what I'm saying? You could be walking away with more money in your pocket than you walked in with. They got those uh, Game of Thrones VLTs there. I love those. I've been binge-watching that again, getting ready for uh, Season 7. Good. God damn, is that show good. It's just good. Little dragon show. When does uh, when does the next season come out? June seventh, I believe. Oh, geez, yellow bit of time there. Yeah, I, I believe they're starting later than usual, and it's uh, I believe only seven episodes this year. See, uh, it's the final season, right? This well, is the end of the little dragon well, show. I hear HBO's looking into like a prequel type show, Shocker. but I mean, come, or exactly. Shocker. Hey, this thing that was massively successful, we're gonna try to bleed it dry, and we're gonna make sure it sucks before it's all said and done. Never would have guessed it. Yeah, that will totally happen. <laughs> it's gonna suck. It's gonna. I mean, I don't know if that one will, but like the fourth one will. Right. For sure. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. We've uh, we've said it about Star Wars a million times, dude. You, you just keep swinging. Eventually, you're gonna miss. Like, well, here's the thing about that, right? So, Rogue One, that last one that was just in theaters, just came out on DVD. I saw it in the theater. Good movie. I didn't rush out to get it. So we're already kind of there. We're already kind of there where it's like, will I buy it at some point, Phantom? Yeah, but I didn't need it the day it came out. Like I needed The Force Awakens. 
You know what I mean? My excitement level because of how much of how fast and other stuff, it's it is starting to go down. And even regardless, well, owning things plus is starting to become less important. Regard, yeah, of course, especially yeah. when it comes to media, Story, when, it, when, when it comes to to TV shows, music, stuff like that. Obviously, ownership's less important. Um, it, for it, most, it, 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 even if it's not. Even if you know, even if it's not a lack of quality, you're right. The lack of excitement you're going to have is because, like, dude, I just watched a Star Wars movie. I'm, I'm good. I don't need this. It's not. It hasn't been ten years since I've seen one. It right. hasn't been an extended amount of time. You're no, you're no longer getting the build. Um, and while we're on Star Wars, this is just something I noticed yesterday, and and we've talked about this in the past with Star Wars. Remember, they sold Star Wars to Marvel or or to Disney, Disney. Yeah. and it was four billion dollars. Yeah. And I kept saying, oh my god, dude, that's, doesn't that seems like a bargain? It's not enough money. It seems just, like a bargain. It's, it's just not enough money, dude. Yesterday, Panera. Bread sold to Krispy Kreme for seven billion dollars. Seven billion dollars to buy Panera. Four billion to buy Star Wars. That's effed up. That is. It's wrong. I mean, Star Wars is what a brand that goes back to seventy-seven. And uh, regardless of when it started, it's worth way more than than broccoli and cheddar soup is. <sighs> yeah, because honestly, is it? Well, yeah, because there's yes. a ton of people in the Panera space. Now, I know other people make movies. Other people make sci-fi movies. But you're not in the Star Wars space. No, I mean, Star Wars, an iconic brand, an iconic, you know, uh, obviously. Seven billion dollars for Panera? Seven and a half billion dollars, Krispy Kreme bought it. And, it, dude, it just. Oh, my God, if the prices go up at Panera, you're going to have to close doors. It's already way too much Wait, money. you're already spending $20 per. Right. It's like, oh, here's half a roast beef sandwich, $25, please. My girlfriend's well, like, no, oh I my mean, god, it's worth it. Dude, the bread's got Asiago on it. Oh give us, my god, it's Dude, so give us the 30 it. bucks. It's right, it's right next to Target, babe. We can just go right after we go to Target. Yeah, but I saw that yesterday. And All I'm, the white things. <laughs> I'm just like, I was like, yeah. I, I was just blown away by that. You would think it, it, the movies alone would be worth $7 I billion. had not Toys, heard that. $7 billion. Oh, you're theme right. Theme Park, $7 billion. When you make that analogy. Crazy. It's crazy crazy. because Disney will probably make four billion dollars on admission to the park. You can buy the last two movies they put together. They've already grossed over a billion each, I think. So it's like, dude, you're home. You're already home. And maybe that's maybe that just goes to show you. Wait till the Han Solo movie comes out. When 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 mega moves like that happen, you know, with big players and games like that, maybe it's not so much the money. Maybe there's backroom dealings and things like that. But four billion dollars for Star Wars and seven billion for Panera. I was blown away yesterday. Honestly, when you hear that, I almost feel like Lucas got hustled. Right. Right. And, and like, how bro, what'd get, you let this go for? How do you get hustled out of Star Wars? If you got hustled out of one of your other projects, it wasn't as big. Even even American Indiana Jones. Graffiti? Sure, yeah. Even Indiana Jones, dude. It, big deal, uh, but it's not Star Wars big deal. It's not even close. Not even close. No, honestly, as growing up in that era and loving both the franchises, yeah, Indiana Jones is like the, the honestly, not even the little brother. It's like the third brother standing next to Star Wars. I, I can't even. I can't even come up with a brand of of movies, television shows, something like that, that's even close to Star Wars when it comes to long-term success, when it comes to future future growth potential. Dis- like, Disney? Like, Disney princesses? No, there isn't. Oh, well, yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's why... It. That's why Disney, that brand, was probably the right place to land it, is because they know how to keep Cinderella, like, topical for... 
80 years or whatever. Right, you keep they know how to do that. Right. You keep putting around new things and, 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 and telling people how great it is and they're going to buy it, but... They go back in the vault and you won't be able to buy them for 10... I mean, dude, they build hysteria into their products very well. Which you would think they would do with products like Star Wars. Like, oh, this is the last one for four years. You guys aren't going to see it. But it's like, nope, another one coming out 11 months. Give me your money, idiots. Yeah, I think automatic downloads yeah, and like Cody on a jailbroken fire sticks probably ended a little bit of that world. And maybe. I don't know. But... Honestly, man, I had not heard about that Panera deal. Broccoli and cheddar soup. $7 billion. And I want to be clear about this. I like Panera. I love it. Love I it, like dude. Panera. It's expensive, but it's delicious. It is expensive, but you get you, but it is good. So like I'm not I'm I'm not against paying money for food, obviously, that I find is good, but seven billion dollars? And after I leave Panera and it's always so like, all right, it's like Chinese food. I'm what in, are we eating next? Dude, I'm like, all right, I'm stopping at Arby's on the way home, yeah. babe. They, you know why? I'll tell you why. Because they have the meats. That's why. So my favorite sporting event getting ruined. Yeah, what's, uh, what's going so on So I read here, this whole article yesterday about the Masters, right? Because that starts today. The Masters does. Now, they're worried about the rain and the course being soaked and whatever, so we might not even get this whole thing. I was going to say, it's not just like, hey, it's raining down there. It's like monsooning down there. Yeah. Baseball-sized hail is what I read. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Right. And so like but I re- but before the weather became the issue, I had read this whole article with this guy from like Augusta National where they play the Masters at in, uh, you know, in Georgia. And the guy said, oh, you know, they asked him about the tiger factor. Well, you know, obviously people want to see tiger said he's not going to play. You know, he's he's not you know physically able to play. He said, but people are still flocking to Augusta National to see the Masters. He said tickets for Sunday are still going for 1500 bucks. He's like, so it's not necessarily, we don't necessarily, and he was making, I'm going to paraphrase, but he said, we don't necessarily need Tiger. And I was like, okay, well, wait a minute. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like, I understand that people will, because I would absolutely pay 1500 bucks to go to Sunday afternoon at the Masters. For sure I would. Right, like I would make it a vacation, and I would like I would double down on that whole thing. Be like, all right, well, Augusta's just hit this year. No Disneyland. We'll go to you know Augusta, and I would absolutely. You're not going to Disneyland, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean. Sandsbury just standing there. It's a small world by himself. Okay, <laughs> on the teacups. No, it's just all right. I'll I'll change it then, Dick. You know, no booze cruise. We'll go to Augusta instead. All right, all right. And I would pay to do that. Right. Because it's it's like a huge thing. Yeah, I'll do but it. the 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 attendance, you, you can't worry about the attendance. People are always going to want to be standing right next to it. Of course, it's the TV product that you care about. And if Tiger ain't on TV, golf ain't on TV. Yeah, sellout games are great. There's no question about right. it. But that's only uh, tw- Bud Light cares about who the couch. Right, right, right. Bud Light wants the couch. And without Tiger, I can totally admit, golf gives you less eyes from the couch. It just does. Now, I'm going to watch it, but they have me no matter what. I guess maybe a little bit of the point there is, like, we don't need Tiger as he is. Like, we need Tiger. We need a stud. We need somebody who's going to be able to dominate the game and rebreathe interest into it and kind of, like, fire up the fan base and get him going again. But is Tiger that guy anymore? No. So, like... He doesn't have the game. So, so like, to say we don't need Tiger, I understand it from the point of, like, well, we don't need the shell of Tiger. We don't need the... We don't need the... The, the 50% Tiger at this point. Is it even 50% Tiger? Oh, God, no. If, if I was going to guess... Tiger's probably at like 38, 40% of what he was. Wow. Does not have the mental game to win a major anymore. Wow. He can still win. He can still hit the shots. Mentally, 
his brain is fried, can't win the major. I'm shocked that he's... It's a whole other level. I'm shocked that he's still out there. And I know golf is one of those sports where you can obviously put in a very long career. You can, you can, you can put in, Well, you know, it's the only professional sport where there's... Well, aside from bowling, maybe. But where there's a seniors tour. There's a champions tour that you're not even allowed to start playing until you've hit 50. Right. So I, I, I can see why you think there's a little bit of... That's why I've been pushing my niece into it. I'm serious. That's why I've been telling my brother, dude, get her playing because you can play a long time and make a lot of money. I understand why there's a little bit of like, well, if I just hold on through this this rough patch, you know, even if it's five years of me sucking, maybe I'll get my game back by the time I hit 50, be able to kind of, you know, reestablish myself as a great. But, dude, you were... The, the all-timers don't want to play on the Champions Tour because it's considered to be like, eh, I should have done enough by the time I got here to be right. done. Instead of crapping your pants on the right. back nine, you, you know, you should have done it when you were young. Now, guys like Fred Couples don't look at it that way, but a guy like Tiger would. And I guess, you know... With that being said, I, if, if if I'm Tiger Woods, and uh, if I uh, if if I have this reputation of being one of the greatest of all time at something, and I know I'm just not able to do it, maybe that's what it is. He's in denial about him not being able to do it. But dude, hang it. Try up. telling Michael Jordan he can't slam dunk today. Hang it up. You know what I mean, here's the problem. Here's why I wanted Tiger at the Masters is because we got four or five new young kids that are all really good. You got Jordan Spieth really good. Jason Day's really good. You got a couple other guys that are really good. You got Hideki Matsuyama's really good. You got Bryson DeChambeau. I can't believe I have to admit it, but he's pretty good. You got these guys who can kind of take the torch and go. Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau. <laughs> and he even dresses weird. He wears the old floppy hat and all that. All yeah, right. I find Sounds him to be right. so annoying. Bryson I find him to be wildly annoying. DeChambeau. But Justin Thomas, another young kid, got a dude, a tiny kid, but got all the power. And so, like, there are emerging stars in the game. Roy sure. McIlroy. Sure. And so what I wanted is I wanted Tiger to play the Masters. That way more people watch it, and then they start to realize, oh, oh my God, dude, oh. some of these guys actually are really good. And now golf has suffered another loss. As here we sit, day one of the Masters, and one of the biggest stars in the game, probably not going to play because he fell down the steps. What? Dustin Johnson is, like, number one in the I believe he's number one in the world right now. Okay. If not, he's in the top three. I, you know, it changes, you know, fluctuates. Or okay, all right. But he's six eight. I think he is. Hits the ball three forty. I mean, dude, he bangs Paulina Gretzky. Like, I nice. mean, well, he's married to her, but like, still. So, I mean, he's tall, lean, good-looking kid. Got all the power. Got a super hot wife. Prime for the making of superstars. Essentially, the point. Sure. Wayne Gretzky's constantly at the tournaments, sure. so you get a little bit of that too, sure. right? Prime to be like the next like thing. Face of golf. Help lift it back up. Yeah. Back on on Sundays. I got. I want to see what DJ's doing. And he fell down the steps and he's got ice packs on his back. He said he landed very hard on his lower back. Now resting, although quite uncomfortably. That was David Winkle, Johnson's agent. So, dude, I'm just kind of bummed out. Like, I don't know if he's been cleared this morning yet. It's only 6.55 in the morning. I don't even know if they're going to play. Even, even if he is cleared, I mean, if he hurt his back, like, that's obviously a huge thing for a golfer. Anybody, yeah. anybody, anytime yeah. you're midsection, whether it's your ab or your back, he gets hurt. It's going to be tough for an athlete to come over that. Um, and <laughs> it just feels anytime a, like, a... What do I want to say? Anytime a, a comical injury happens to an athlete, you're almost like, dude, that couldn't happen to a pro athlete. But of course it does. Gravity happens to everybody. And if you miss that step, no matter whether you're the greatest golfer on the face of the planet, you're a fat idiot. Like, bloop, down you go. And obviously you get hurt. Yeah, he's the number one player in the world. He was pegged as the favorite to win the Masters. I actually had money on him. Now the forecast for Thursday calls high of 63, winds 20 to 30 miles per hour. Wow. Gusting over 40. I don't know if the... I don't know. 
but this is bad for golf. Like yeah. the guy, like I said, the guy from Augusta was like, "Yeah, well, you know, we're still heavily." Yeah, dude, nobody cares about that. Like your TV partner doesn't care how many people are there. They need people watching it at home, and without Tiger, I'll, I mean, I know I watch this stuff every week. Without Tiger, people aren't watching it. But you have these guys emerging, and you throw Tiger in there. Now all of a sudden, you get a little fandom for somebody else. Yeah. But not going to happen now because Tiger's not playing. Looks like DJ not going to play. A tradition unlike any other. I've been waiting to see. I'm excited for DJ because I've been waiting for him to get to where he is right now because he was knocking on the door for years, but he could never putt. His wedges and his putter were horrific forever. But he finally got him though, He got him worked around. And he's a dominant player now, and he could be like the next face of it. But now he's the face of... I think having one too many cocktails at lunch and falling down. I got to assume that, you know, much like Happy Gilmore, it was, you know, he had to work on that short game and, and did it hockey style. And like Wayne, Is that Gretz- right? Wayne Gretzky was probably out there helping him. The great one. Yeah, I would assume so. Maybe he just pushed him down the steps. <laughs> Quit banging my daughter and like just you know shoved him down the steps. Maybe that's what happened. Uh, speaking of hot golf wives, I saw Tiger Woods is banging a new chick, and I will get her up on wrqk.com. Yeah, do over that. The break. She's hot, dude. Super hot. Yeah, do that. I want to see. I that. will do that. Absolutely. We have a nine one one call from that uh, from that local tragedy that happened here that we made you aware of a little later in the program yesterday. A woman called nine one one to report that she had cut her children's throats and her own wrist. We're actually going to run that back for you next on Rock 106.9. Part of what's out there is my music collection. And so, like, she's going to be sending that out. Some of my Kiss stuff's going to be coming back now, I guess, and that, you know, that'll be all good. And, uh, you know, so I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, well, you know, if I give her an iTunes gift card, she's 12, like, is it going to matter five years from now? And I started thinking about it. I was like, I absolutely still listen to the music I was listening to when I was 12, 13 years old. I absolutely do. I still listen to Motley Crue. And I mean, yeah, if, if, if it's a night, you know, tunes gift card or a CD that you sent her or whatever, five years from now, of course, it's not going to matter. I mean, you know, who, who knows? Who knows what's going to, you know, be in five years? But it, right now is what matters. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, dude, take the Uncle of the Year award and go with it. Yeah, right. Man, that's what I was there thinking. It is. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? My record collection is one of my favorite things ever. And so, like, I'll help her start to build hers. And then when actually, like, because they what they were going to do is they were going to have her sit down, digitize all my music on a hard drive and send it to me. But I told my mom when she was in town, I was like, don't do that. I was like, no, it's not that it's a pain in the ass, but she's 12. There's records in there she's not, like, she shouldn't be listening to yet. A lot of stuff's going to be in there with the, like, wildly inappropriate stuff. And she's just 12 and she's just not ready yet. If you do, and I mean, obviously, I'm sure you do have a quite impressive collection of of records, CDs, etc. I think it's like... 3,500 CDs are coming. That's going to be a time-consuming project. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I want right. to do it. That's not going to be a, hey, I sit down for an afternoon and do it. No, that's going to be multiple days I'll tell you exactly what will happen. I'll get home from work on a Friday. I'll sit there, and I will and I will start going through it. what's most important to me. And I, I will love that process. Love it. And then what I'm going to do, and this was my plan with her all along and why I just ended up sending the gift cards. Once I get my stuff back and I get it all digitized for the first time ever, I, what will happen then is I'm going to make my niece then like here are the baddest chicks in music of all time. And like I'm going to make her like the ultimate playlist, put it on like, you know, like a thumb drive and then mail that out to her and be like, because that's kind of what happened for me. Like my brother and my cousins and who were older than me, my uncles and stuff who were older than me, that's they passed on 
the stuff and said, this is the foundation. This is what you need to start listening to. And then, you know, you'll find your own thing from there. And so I kind of feel like that needs to be my role, given what my career has been and all that stuff for my niece. This is a place where I can be like cool Uncle Dan. Can't take that thumb drive, throw it over. So nah. I, hate, I hate Uncle Dan. Nah, I dude, hate him. Apparently she likes Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that. You know how that yeah. happens when you're young? You just start listening to classic rock and well, it's cool. And, and it, it really is. I always say this and it really is like, dad, like me, dad, like me, dad, like me. I like the stuff you like, dad, like me, dad, like me. And every yeah, every kid every kid on the face of the planet does it, dude. I mean, there's just an you want acceptance from your family, of course, man. That's all you want. And, That's all anybody like, wants. Yep, it's, it's somebody to say yes, I like you. That's all you want. That's it. Just tell me I'm pretty and stuff. <laughs> just love me. Now I hate to I hate to transition here because I was just talking about how how right. good my family life is right now. But there was a there was an awful thing that happened here locally, and we didn't get a, a, a like word of this until a little later in the program. But a mother did w- one of the most unthinkable things maybe I've ever heard, and uh, we've uh, we've been well, we re- have received the nine one one tape, and we're going to run that for you now. Nine one one, where's your emergency? Lady said she. Needed medical at 1444 Miami Court, Northeast. I cut my children's throat. You cut yourself in the foot? I cut my children's throat. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because at first, when she says it the first time, I didn't hear her properly either. So if you're the 911 operator and you think it's a foot and then she starts yelling so you can hear her properly and you hear that, I don't know how those people do that job. My friend does that. One of my old interns is now a 911 operator, and she's really good at it from what I hear. And I don't know how she goes into work every day and does that. Yeah, I mean, to listen to it, it's... And have to not freak out. Because, dude, I saw people online yesterday criticizing the 911 operator operator she doesn't sound sympathetic it's like no you have to that has to be the adult in the situation to make sure the right things start to happen emotion shouldn't be part of that that's a, it, it that it that takes something that i honestly i don't think i have for miami court northeast i cut my children's throat you cut yourself in the foot i cut my children's throat and then cut my wrist Please oh my god my children you cut your children's throat and then slit your wrist I mean, you, br- awful. you bring that point up of, of you know, this woman who thought, as you said, I cut my foot. And okay, of course, that's an emergency situation if sure. it's a serious cut. And hey, we got to yeah. send an ambulance out. But to go from thinking, okay, I cut my, uh, this woman cut her foot right. to this woman slit her children's throat. This this lady that's the dispatcher doesn't miss a beat, doesn't like, doesn't like take a moment. Because if it was me, of course, I'd be like. What? Oh my God! Say that again. Right, exactly. And right. So, and you're bringing up an excellent point because cut on the foot. Now all of a sudden, that call goes from routine nine one one call to oh my God, this is some of the worst things we do. We do it a lot, but this is the more towards the worst end of what we do. Now, the, 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 luckily, these children did not die in this situation. Right. But if if you're this dispatcher, you're thinking in your mind right now, there's two dead there, kids. There is going to be dead children when right. the police roll onto the scene. And I mean, just the most Awful. horrific thing you could think. Yeah, terrible. You cut yourself in the foot. I cut my children's throat and oh then cut God. my wrist. It's chilling cut every time I hear children. it. You cut your children's throat and then slit your wrist. Yeah, four, 14. How many kids do you have? Four, two, 14, three, four, Miami Court. She keeps uh, repeating the address, and I feel like in her voice, and obviously it's a moment of panic, and I'm not trying to come up with an excuse for this woman doing this or anything, but you can hear her being, 
she regrets what she did. It sounds like it sounds like yeah, like it's hitting home now that she's on the phone with the nine one one operator. How many kids do you have? Four, two, fourteen, thirty-four Miami Court. Fourteen, thirty-four Miami. Fourteen, thirty-four Miami Court. What's your name? Ma'am. 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 Wow. I don't know how they do it. Like I said, a friend of mine does this. And I've even asked her. I said, how do you stay calm in that moment? And, you know, she says it's it's just one of those things. It's like she's like, Dan, people would ask you, how do you not scream the F word every mo- right. moment you're on the air because of how right. much you use it off? And she said, what is your answer to that? Your answer is, well, if I don't, I don't have my job anymore. Right. And she's like, it's kind of the same thing. I go into job mode and I'm like, OK, well, I'm able to go into my job mode. I don't think I can go into your job. mode. You know, obviously, different strokes for different folks. And, and, and there's some people who can do certain jobs and there's some people who, who can't. And I think this also goes to show you, obviously, you know, what kind of people it takes to be a first responder or dispatch or something like that. I um, but it. I think it also goes to show you that, like, how important training is and how important, you know, professionalism is in a situation like this. And, and yeah, people can bitch about, well, the woman doesn't sound sympathetic you're not calling 911 for sympathy that's not what you're calling 911 for you're not calling 911 so somebody's gonna be like oh it's not your hey. neighbor. oh dude i'm so sorry you had a tough day and life's rough and you know hey your kids are dying no you're calling and, them oh, for the end of the problem you're calling you're calling them to 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 end yeah exactly to to put an end to what you make have going the, on make my nightmare make it wrap up and right. that's exactly what you're calling 911 for and so when i saw people yesterday online like i read some of the like some of the comments at cantonrep.com, where was where we had gotten the 911 call from, I believe. Like when I read some of those comments in there, I was like, this is this new world order, though, where it's like somebody doing their job to honestly, what sounds like perfection is now ultimately criticized because, oh my God, she doesn't sound like she's being really nice. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, we're probably focusing on the wrong part of a local story. If I'm being honest, I probably am focusing on the wrong part of that. But I, just didn't want to see this 911 operator get like hammered online for doing her job properly because it does it requires that's a grown up thing inside of a person to be able to reach down and grab that I'm not sure I have and so I'm not going to like trash somebody for doing it properly because that's what you need you need calmness in the thing you're already upset you need that other person to be calm in that situation and make sure that the proper help gets where it needs to be. Now, the woman behind bars, from what I understand. Thank God. And, uh, b- but yes, uh, I heard that the, the injuries to the child were non-life-threatening. So ultimately going to, uh, you know, they're still alive, everything. So like as far as like silver linings go, I'll take all that. Of course. I'll take all that given for what could have happened. But man, what a horrible thing to have to listen to. And when I heard that, I just was like, man, like that first time when she's like, I Cut my children's throat. I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, imagine that being your job. Waking up every day and just hours and hours of that. It goes from, I cut my foot to, right. I cut my children's throat. To a routine call right. to one of the worst things you're going to hear all day. And that's just par for the course for what that job does. I don't understand how they do it. We do have UFC watch party uh, tickets. That's UFC 210 this Saturday night. Hard Rock Roxino. We'll pass them out to you next on Rock 106. How good is Frankie Lindor? I mean, how good is that kid? He seems like he might be like one of the next, and I've been saying that baseball's suffering for stars, and they kind of are, but Frankie Lindor kind of feels like he could be one of the next stars of baseball, which how great is that to have that on our roster? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously this was his first Grand Slam of his career thus far, but uh, the dude's got a bat on his on his on his shoulder there. Um, one of the best uh, shortstops in the game right now. I'm gonna say it. I, I think he's going to surpass uh, Omar as the greatest shortstop in Indians history. Wow, dude! Which is, I mean, dude, that's saying something. Yeah, it's, it is. He genuinely is. That's pretty early in the Lindor's role here and, with the Indians. And and and. There's just something so likable about him. He's so charismatic, and he's got that million dollar smile. He, and like good looking kid, yeah, yeah, he's got it all. He, he does. Just, he he is like he's got superstar written all over him, and uh, he's marketable gonna, for sure. He's gonna be uh, he's gonna be repping Cleveland for quite a while. So yeah, I like that. I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I am a huge Hamilton fan. Like, did you hear that guy make a call? And he's just so good at his job. I talk about this, you know, every now and again. Dude, I've lived in a lot of cities, and I can't remember a guy calling a game on a radio that sounds better than Tom Hamilton. Yeah, and radio is, or baseball is certainly the sport for radio. There's a lot of painting the picture. There's a lot of, you know, you have to set the mood, set the table. And uh, he's one of the best to do it. I will always say about Cleveland sports, Northeast Ohio sports, um, I feel like our talking heads suck, but I feel like our play-by-play announcers is second to none. Yeah, that's actually that's actually probably right. Like, I, I hate the dudes. Rod screaming at you on the really big one. It's coming in here live on the ticket. All right, guys, chill out. <laughs> I mean, there's exceptions to that. I'm not trying to crap on Ken Carmen or anything. Pride of Perry right there. Um, but, you know, there's just a lot and of... And the Golden Corral. A lot of... of a I lot love of, you, Kenny. A lot of blustering idiots that, that make points about Cleveland sports. But when you have guys who are actually calling the game, I think, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's one I would of the best towns around. I would agree with that. Hamilton's just, dude, he's in a league of his own, if you ask me, yeah, man. He's he so he good. Is. He's just so good. And he sounds like summer. Like, every time I hear oh, him, yeah. I'm just like, oh, God, dude, nice weather. I'll be <laughs> golfing soon. Crack Beer's beer. cracked open. Yeah. Exactly, dude. Hamilton yeah. and, like, the stadium mustard. That's I, I, know, I know summer weather's coming when I have those things. But we do have to shift gears here to the NFL just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Why? Okay. No Browns. Come on. The no, Cavs no. won. The Indians won. No, no, no. Not Browns. Thank God. Thank you. Dude, Jerry Jones might be one of the smartest dudes in the NFL. Okay. All right. Now, this got pointed out to me via another show. Speak for yourself on on, uh, Fox Sports 1, FS1. You realize now that Jerry Jones has the number one football color analyst on Fox in Troy Aikman. Okay. And now has Tony Romo as the number one NFL sports analyst on CBS because they threw Phil Sims out. He's got Tony Rome. So Jerry Jones now has two Cowboys covering both networks calling these games. Jimmy Johnson's still out there doing it too, right? Yeah, he is part of somebody's show, yeah, right? He's yeah. part of Fox's pregame yeah. show. He's got Cowboys all over the TV networks. I never would have thought about that. Like I said, speak for yourself on FS1 pointed this out to me. And I was like, oh my God, that's you're right. The, what a huge win if you're Jerry Jones. And uh, honestly, man, I, I'm, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but dude, game recognized game. And if you don't see Jerry Jones as one of the premier players in the NFL, in sports in general, you're crazy. I can't wait for him to come to Canton, dude. Cannot wait for him to be in the Hall of Fame. He is, he's a mover in the NFL. Like, years ago was against Vegas, didn't want Vegas. He changed his mind. Guess what? Vegas, here come the Raiders. He wanted his buddy Stan Kroenke in L.A. Guess what? Rams, get your ass to L.A. Dude, Jerry makes things happen.
Isn't Mike Irvin on a on a on a on a pregame show too? Michael Irvin. Isn't he was he? on the NFL Network, right? I was going to say, no, he's on something, dude. Nope. He got, Cowboys all over the place. Michael Irvin's in a little bit of trouble right here, right now. There's a sexual assault thing pending. Mm. Like he says, he's good. He says he's innocent. But like it's been in the news the last couple of days. I've stayed away from it because I haven't heard all the details yet. I have not seen this. Now TMZ is the only place I've seen it, but TMZ normally smoke. There's fire with them, and so like he says he's innocent. But that I mean, what is somebody going to say? You right, know what I mean? Right. So. But yes, Cowboys all over the TV. But now Jerry Jones, and I think this will happen, and again, this is why I've been kind of building with everything Jerry's been able to do with the NFL. Jerry Jones wants weed in the NFL. He wants pot in the NFL. Nice. He suggested that the league lift its prohibition on marijuana, let players indulge. Now, the guy from the Washington Post, Christopher Ingram, writes, if the league's smart, they will listen to Jerry. He says, the guy again, Washington Post here, Christopher Ingram, says this is going to save lives. Sure, and sure, sure. And he says, right now, teams are happy to pass out opiates to their players, painkillers and the like, even though research now has shown they do little to relieve the pain that is associated with the game itself. So, like, in the moment, you just got hit, oh, my God, that hurt. Um, yeah, yeah. I, Obviously, I, okay. we're running the risk of football players becoming addicted to, you know, painkillers. It just got to be a Pez dispenser in the back, right? Just like, hey, who wants pills, baby? Just handing them out. It's got to be. It has to be. I would imagine. And if you think about that, like, really think about that. The fact that you drug test athletes before they can play right. while giving them Oxycontin because they got hurt playing a game for you. Medicine. Medicine. Different. I mean, we do there's medicinal marijuana bills all over the country. Sure, yes, I yes. legally passed places. Ohio being one of the places where we're thinking about this. Your your boy certainly agrees I with know. you, but the argument to be made there is that, well, if it's prescribed by a doctor, if if then maybe you have some argument, but just saying that hey, you can do it when it's still a federal federally restricted drug just seems like it's gonna be a problem. People are gonna be able to poke holes in that. I have long said about the NFL, I've never understood why they publicly suspended players for smoking marijuana. The whole thing is, right, the kids, the kids, the kids, you're a role model, you're a role model, you're a role model. Then why would you ever tell people what you're doing? All you do is create your own black eye for your league and your players. Just shh. Just don't. If I was the NFL, I would take a don't ask, don't tell mentality with marijuana with my players. What happens when, you know, Tony Grossi or whoever is like, you know, hey, what's the story? Why isn't Josh Gordon playing? What do you say? You lie. I mean, you lie. <sighs> Let me ask you. I'll, I'll, I'll answer a question with a question. Okay. Does it affect your perception of the game, quality of game, or the appeal of the NFL if they don't tell you the truth on why players don't play? I, as a fan, me personally, no, but I think the argument of, of, of why do we deserve, candidness in sport? Why do we deserve, why do we expect and deserve, I, I'm not quite, I'm not even saying it shouldn't be that way, but why is it that we expect full disclosure? Um, why do we expect full disclosure? I guess, I guess because it's an event that is is obviously you know the audience is is the person who's putting money into it. It's a taxpayer funded thing. You know, I just feel like there's plenty of points where you can like I don't know like 
should you should you be able to be discreet about it? Yeah, but I just feel like there's going to be well, is he injured or is it a is it a behavioral issue? If is it a behavioral issue? Is it a personal issue? Is it is it an arrest? Is it something like that? And I, I in a perfect world, yeah, I'd love it if it was like well, nobody knows what's happening and and nobody knows why this guy got you know benched for a game. But people want those answers, and in the twenty four seven news cycle of sports, what I'm saying is I wouldn't bench him, I wouldn't suspend him, I wouldn't do anything. You t- you test positive for marijuana, especially where. Most of the country is with marijuana. Today. I would just take it off my screening. Then board. you don't test them, is what you're saying, right? Well, I mean, dude, you can take you. Like, have you ever been drug tested? Yeah. All right. Obviously, so right. Yeah, I would yes, hope. Yes, I would hope. Yes. Unless they were like, no, yeah, we know what's going on. We already happen. know, idiot. But it like the. I would imagine that the NFL kits are much better than the home kits, right? Sure. But the home kit itself, when you urinate and it like regulates it, it shows you what you. It can give you different. Like, there's marijuana here, there's opiates here, there's this and that. What I'm saying, if I was the NFL, I would just take marijuana off of my screening radar. I would just pretend it wasn't there. Because all you do is go out there and, like, shed bad light on your league and your players, which they do enough of that on their own. Take marijuana off the board. Now, I know this is buying, like, into the concept of reefer madness here, but in the NBA, it was, like, in the 70s, dude, everybody was doing drugs. And and there was a guy that died out on the court because he was all coked out and playing basketball. And that's what you start to look like you're accepting of when you allow recreational drug use. And I listen, I know marijuana is not going to lead to an overdose or you're going to kill you or anything like that that but in the world of reefer madness you know what happens when uh, our players are negatively impacted by the recreational drug use does that does that does that cheapen the entire league if everybody thinks that like oh it's just a bunch of you know it's just a bunch of stoned idiots out there does that cheapen the entire league does that, i mean to me it does not but to the greater america i mean dude you know ohio got squashed squashed when it came to legal weed. Not even close. Yeah, Two to one. That's true. Two to one, dude. So it's like, yeah, we can say that, well, there's, you know, eight states where legal marijuana in Washington, D.C., and there's 28 states with recreational marijuana, but I, I don't know if that necessarily shows a true turning of the tide when it comes to how, how the country feels about this. Well, the same people that give me the numbers that tell me how the, the country's so shifted. Now, you might be right about this, because honestly, the same people are the same people that told me Hillary Clinton could not lose. And, 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 and if there's this you know, movement of you know, recently the current administration, there's been a lot of talk about, well, is there going to be a crackdown from the federal level when it comes to states with legal weed? Are they going to come take that money away from Colorado? I don't think they're going to. They're not. But if that is to happen, never will happen. But if that is to happen, how do I, as an NFL, you know, brand, how, how how do you deal with that? So you've got you've got the DEA cracking down on legal marijuana. How am I letting my players do that? You know what I'm saying? You've got DEA agents busting into grow houses. Okay, well, but yeah, but the flip point to that conversation is this: in Seattle, where it's legal, and you go in town to play the Seahawks, how am I supposed to tell a cowboy not to go buy weed when you can legally do it? You can legally buy it there, legally smoke it there, do whatever you want. How do I tell a pro football player you're not allowed to do that? How do I tell a pro football player that lives in Ohio as opposed to Seattle that like, okay, well, when you're in Seattle, it's okay, but it's not okay That's what here. I'm saying. That's why I think the NFL's just got to look the other way on this. Now, people are telling me, and this would be 100% true, that we expect full disclosure because of gambling. Yeah, but does the league care about how I gamble? I don't know about that. And B, I would say that not suspending the players for smoking marijuana doesn't affect the gambling. The league cares what those players are doing. You know what I mean? They do. And I, 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 I of course, like, I, like I'm saying, I'm playing devil's advocate here on this. It just, 
you as a brand, it does it is it worth the headache? Is it worth the issue of you know when it becomes fully legal? When it's like when like say when it's like gay marriage and we wake up one Tuesday morning and it's just like oh pot's legal now, then of course the NFL changes its status. But until that happens, I don't know if they can. I think if Jerry Jones wants something, Jerry Jones gets it. I think eventually if he keeps at this and he keeps getting loud about it, I think other owners are going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I mean, did if it'll shut the players up and if we can, because here's the thing. What the owners will do is the owners will find a way to make this a reality at some point. Not going to be tomorrow, but at some point they will find a way to make it a reality and then they will hold it over their property, i.e. the players, and say, well, we got you this, so you need to shut up about this, 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 and this. You think Jerry's going to want to do bong grips when he comes to Canton? Yes. Yeah. Jerry is a world-renowned partier. World-renowned partier. I mean, the guy's 70s, constantly in TMZ photos with 30-year-olds in Vegas. Blunted. Chugging shots. Blunted. It's honestly why his daughter won't let him have a Twitter account. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys, his daughter's like, nope, you're not allowed. Or his son, Jerry Jr., or whatever, Stephen Jones. They're not allowed to have Twitter accounts because the, the woman, the adult in the family is like, you two are morons, you're bros, and you're going to end up saying the wrong thing and pissing everybody off, and then we're going to be, we're not going to be the Cowboys anymore. Jerry Jones just doing dabs, sending out memes, it's going to be awesome. I like Jerry, man. So why, dude? Jerry hit us up, boy. I think he should be the first owner in the NFL to have two teams. Buy the Browns, too. You know what I mean? AFC, NFC there, right? Everybody can stay separate. I like it. I like Jerry, man. Interesting figure. Smart businessman. Good dude. Well, I don't know about that last one, but he is a smart businessman. We have UFC 210 watch party tickets. We'll get you hooked up next. Hang on. He's- the only thing it's for is for people to say this isn't fair and to make 3-1 jokes. That's it, right? So now Pepsi has put this ad out, and it's being called Tone Deaf. And if you haven't seen it, it's up for you right now at WRQK.com in the Sansbury Show section. I'm about to tweet it out for you, too. So if you follow me on Twitter, the thing I just pitched about, it's at Sansbury Show is where you can grab I, I, it. I wish I could say, hey, we've got the audio right here, but there's not really an audio element. No, to it's it. a, nobody it's a says anything. Right. It's just a song, and you wouldn't know what we were doing. So we'll just I'll walk you through it as I'm watching it. Okay. okay. Now, this is Kendall Jenner. Okay. Now, you don't even see her until a little bit more towards the end. It starts with a can of Pepsi opening. Okay. And then a woman is playing, I don't know, is that the cello or whatever the hell it is on sure. some rooftop, right? Sure. And so it starts to show her. And then you see a couple of other artists. And there's a guy, like, you know, you know, putting things together with his hands. And then you start to see people walking down the street with what looks like protest signs. Okay. Join the revolution and like these kinds of messages written on signs. Anything specific to like what's going on in the world? There's nothing like anti Trump or like pro Black Lives Matter. It's just like generic protest signs, it's right? It's just generic to show you join the conversation is what's written on here. Okay. No, they're staying out of the lanes, okay. but they're definitely playing on the this is the hot thing of the day. But no like Planned Parenthood or nothing no. like that. So nothing no. specific. Okay. Not necessarily driving you down what their lane is. Okay. But telling you that this is happening, right? And so they're just a bunch of people walking around, signs, peace signs, and all this stuff. And then you have like these musicians off to the side, artists. There's a woman painting a picture. There's a woman photographer. Now, here's the big thing. It's multi-racial here. Like there's people of all races and colors, which of course there should be because everybody drinks soda, right? Soda isn't white people property. Soda is kind of for all of us. So I don't have a problem with that. 
Okay, and here's the part of the commercial I actually really like. So you get this movement going, right, Fantone? You got all these signs. Mm-hmm. Join the conversation. Be on our side. Do this. Voice of a new generation. All this kind of stuff that Pepsi's always kind of been known for. God, right? what a bunch of platitudes. Just like, join the conversation. Okay. Buzzword. Right. Buzzword. Buzzword. And so they're walking down the street, and then there's a photographer, paparazzi-type dude, taking pictures of what is supposed to be like a supermodel in a photo shoot. Okay. And this is part of the imagery of this commercial I actually liked. Because what happens here is they're walking by her, and nobody pays attention to her. But then she starts to pay attention to them. Uh. Meaning, what Pepsi's saying to you is, these things are no longer important. Supermodels, all this stuff, that's not important. Social issues are what's important. We're going to ju- we're going to change this conversation to the point where we're going to change the focus of the American consumer from things that don't matter to the cover of magazines to the thing that they should be engaged in which is all of us coming together. Uh, it, without, it's a positive message without being negative. With, without without going you know, you know anywhere else with it, it's just like Pepsi. Get off your goddamn high horse. Who do you think you are? You're Pepsi. You're pop. Drink some pop. It's delicious. You know what I'm saying? Like get off. Get, get off. Just of like that. beer isn't going to make huge breasted right. women fall just, from the sky. Uh, Pepsi's not going to fix racial no, discrimination. No. Right? So so get off your damn high horse to, to, to start the whole thing off with. And that's a fine message. And if that's really what you were going for, and like you know. Hey, the world's got to, you know, reprioritize, but it's starring goddamn Kendall Jenner. So shut the F up about it, dude. You're, you're, dude, you're disproving your point as you're making it. It's starring Kendall Jenner. It's starring a Kardashian. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, it's oh, a, okay. All right. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. It, it's, it's a little out of both sides of your mouth. I, I, I have to give you that point. And so then now uh, they continue. This is like a two and a half minute commercial, Whoa. which is how you know this isn't a commercial. They're doing it for this purpose right uh, here. It's what they'll often do. Welcome is, to advertising in 2017. They'll put together a two and a half minute long, you know, story essentially for you to watch online. They'll turn it into a 30 second commercial down the road that'll play on, you know, the afternoon news. So now some other guy's playing some other instrument you use the bow thing for or whatever, sure. and he's drinking Pepsi One or whatever the hell it's sure. called, and like he starts to see it out of the window. So then he goes to the window and realizes I shouldn't be doing this. I need to be out there. And so next thing you know, all the musicians that they showed you separately are all playing together. Oh, Harmony. Nice. Oh my God, it's happening. Okay. Oh my God, we're nice. Oh my God, this woman from Syria has got a camera. She can't take these pictures anymore. We're going to take pictures of the positive thing that's happening outside. Right? Well, yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure the children who died in Syrian gas attacks are like, oh, well, they're drinking Pepsi right, over in now, America. Everything's fine. Here's the thing. I'm making her Syrian. This is not like a big S on her chest or anything. So, like, I don't know. Fair, but still. <laughs> you know, but that's, still, what, that's what they're doing. Hey, there's, there's pictures of kids dead from gas attacks, but drink some effing Pepsi. And so Get now old. black and white people are breakdancing together. Oh. Black and white people are dabbing dude, together. Electric Boogaloo <laughs> too, dude. There's no way that there's any more racially harmonious thing, man. Let's go breakdance. So again, they're walking by Miss Jenner. I believe that's her in the blonde sure. wig or whatever. And she's sure. like doing this thing where she's supposed to be glamorous. And she realizes that then she takes off the wig, wipes off her lipstick, and she strips down to average, ordinary, everyday clothes. And of course, they show you a, tr- a couple of transgender people. Get them in there because they're important right now. They're all the rage right now. now Make sure let's get them front and center. You, you mentioned this. You mentioned that this Syrian, this quote unquote Syrian woman, did not have an S on her chest. Uh, did, did these transgender people have a T? Come on, do we haven't mastered the? Do, we haven't mastered the surgery yet. You can tell, okay. right? right? And do they put them front and center? Like, believe me, okay. you're supposed to see them. Okay. 
And so then Kendall Jenner's got a Pepsi can. Now she's just in. She's in. She's in. Uh, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, you can tell those are transgender men. Okay, like, you right. can totally tell. Right. And so now Kendall Jenner's just wearing jeans. She got a denim jacket on, low, low, just like white tank top. Got her sunglasses up on her head there. And I'm sure all of those things that you just listed that she was wearing cost three thousand dollars a piece. Right. So yeah, just a common exactly woman. common woman doing. It's like common when you things. see TV shows and they try to make a dude look poor, and you're like, yeah, but that's a seven hundred dollar T-shirt you're, that, that right. dude's wearing right okay. now. Okay. So she, then she's got a Pepsi can. She comes to the front. Of like the movement, right? Well, good. I'm glad that we're emphasizing that the supermodel should be the one in front leading the way, or is it a, 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 an every man's march? So right? then they, right. they they pan right back to the Syrian woman taking pictures of her, okay. right? We got everybody included in this now. Yep. Everybody. Yep. Nobody's left out in the Pepsi Nobody. world. None of you. Pepsi's for everybody. Probably, probably lack of hetero white men in there, right? <laughs> Honestly, there's less of them than there should be. All right. All right. So anyway, so now they approach what is a line of cops essentially cutting off a street. So now we're getting into, yeah, I mean, kind of Black Lives Matter territory here, right? I mean, that's not what they're saying, but it's at least adjacent to what that issue had been, right? Okay, all right. And they are just standing there, and she hands them the Pepsi can, one of the cops. He twists it, of course, label out, make sure we get the label panned in there. And sure enough, as he's got it wrapped around his hand, he lifts it up to his mouth, starts drinking it, and you can totally see the label. Label out. Welcome to advertising. And the crowd goes wild. And so now people are upset. And what I will say is, I'm I'm just going to come full disclosure right here. Up until that point, I thought they were actually making a pretty decent television commercial. I do. I'm about I'm fine. Be inclusive. I'm not against it. I'm not. I'm not working steadily to, to to try to prevent us from all coming together. But when you do hand the cop the pop can, he opens it and drinks it. You are kind of being, and I hate these kind of terms now today in today's society. But it is a little tone deaf. It is a little bit that. It is a little bit like, dude, that was serious, is serious. It's not like that whole thing's over. That's still going on. And it is a little bit like, I don't want to say, yeah, I do. Kind of shame on you for like, don't water that down. Right? uh, You're saying from the perspective of the protesters, don't water down what they felt is very important. As much as I hate them being in the goddamn street, I understand that part of that comes from a very real place. And if we start to do this kind of stuff, then we are being guilty of like, yeah, yeah, we hear you, but yeah, yeah, we hear you, but. Now, in the world of everybody offended by everything and, and oh, this, you know, this wasn't sensitive to my needs or whatever. I mean, I understand why people feel like this bell has been rang way too much. The boy has cried wolf a million times. And why the hell are we going out to look for this wolf in this? But uh, at the end of the day, I feel like this and I watched it a couple times yesterday. And like at first I was like, well, is this really that bad? I feel like this is and I know offensive is a dirty word now. And oh, my God, what are you, what are you, what are you saying offensive? Um it's offensive on multiple like fronts to multiple people. I feel like it does undercut the message of protesting and, and the concept of like your voice and like, you know, it undercuts the message of our priorities as, as a society and it undercuts and creates villains out of those cops in the, in, in the, in the, in the commercial. So no matter where you stand politically, I can see how this was kind of like, dude, why did you do that? Because if all it took was Hey boy, if these cops just drank some Pepsi boy, they wouldn't even want to stop this protest. I mean, really that's undercutting the, 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 the police who have died in those situations. Yes, yeah, which there have been many. Okay, which is Come not on. right. 
Come on. Here's my thing. Drink a Pepsi? If you're one of these people who's easily triggered on either sides, on either one of the sides of these issues, to if you're easily triggered into anger, this would do it. So I guess I have to ask the question, does that maybe make it a good ad? Well, I mean, if your end goal is people talking about you, Here's what I'll say. I mean, yeah, and that is their end goal. Because guess what? What are people not talking about today? Coke. Yeah. And Pepsi's always the little brother. Uh, but, I mean, does that translate into sales for you? And I guess that's where you'll kind of see it. And, and I think and, yes. I think if boycott Pepsi becomes all the rage all over online, I think the other people are going to double down and be like, no, I'm buying Pepsi because of this. Uh, but w- because because somebody else doesn't is, is not buying that product, you're going to buy more of it? That's I, how people work. I, feel, I don't I, care either way. I'm probably more inclined to buy Coke because it's probably what I prefer. If you like the product better, then sure, buy the product. I don't drink pop, so I don't buy Pepsi. You know what I mean? I don't that's buy soda a, for my home. That, that's not a that's not a me standing on my high horse. Well, dude, yeah, Kendall Jenner, I'm not buying Pepsi. I know I'm boycotting Pepsi because I don't drink pop. Like, so I it, it, to me, everybody, yes, you do want to be offended on this, but I feel like everybody kind of does have a level of like, if not offended, like where dude, tone deaf. Yeah, this was tone deaf. It's not, yeah, it's not racist, it's not wrong, but a little tone deaf, I think, is not necessarily an exaggeration of what's happening here. And, you know, I, I don't know if I, yeah, you know what, I'm going to do it. Once upon a time, I had heard this from an African-American friend of mine. Now, he does obviously not speak for the entire, like, you know, race of people. Yeah, I've got a black friend. So, like, because be I always hear from Slate, this, this, that's one of those halfway racist things you do when you incorporate your black friend into the conversation. So, like, I want to be aware of that, and I don't want to be guilty of that. So I will say he obviously does not speak for the entire race of people. But I had an African-American friend tell me once upon a time, he's like, oh, yeah, dude, Pepsi's like the black soda. It's like, we won't, he's like, dude, everybody knows that. Pepsi's like black soda. And I was like, I didn't, really? Since, I didn't, I didn't know that at all. And so, like, if that were true and that was something like he felt like was true, then I'm not necessarily shocked by the, by th- this commercial. Then, you know what I mean? If they felt like that's part of their a huge part of their market space, of course, this is what they're going to do. And obviously, uh, this was uh, you know obviously they're going to do that in the hopes of exploiting that. It's not like they're doing it as a true tribute to like, well, we understand the plight of Black Americans, you know, in, in today's culture. No, you don't. You just want to sell more pop. You just want to push more product. Dude, companies don't care about you or your cause. They will jump on the back of it and carry it all the way to a billion dollars. So, so I guess what I'm going to say about that is, is like, well, then stop pretending like it. Just have Kendall Jenner wear something skimpy, crack open a Pepsi one, and be like, you can have a can- like this can't can't because now you're sexualizing a woman to to sell your product a white males that the head of the company and sexualizing young women to make money off of her you're sexualizing her why do we got to use sex to sell it you can't do that anymore this this is going to be the new thing this is I, and I, honestly from an advertiser standpoint if it were me again everybody's talking pepsi today but if it were me I'd be more in the middle right now. I'm and staying away from I it. I wouldn't yeah. tell you. I you wouldn't be able to find out what my what my ideals were at all. Like Jordan said in the '80s, Republicans buy shoes too. And like I, I'm not saying this is this ad's anti-Republican. I'm just saying at the end of the day, I want if I'm in business, I want everybody's money because that's how you stay successful. We'll pass out Chris Rock tickets. We'll do that 9:30.
and a Perry man going to jail for a pretty insane uh, situation. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a sale going on. Like I said, my girlfriend, I don't know why she decided to pull the trigger, but she was like, hey, I'm getting this tax money back and I want a new couch. And I was like, babe, what's wrong with the couch we have? And she's like, it's my money. Shut up. I'm doing it. And I'm like, all right, that's good. Ar- that's a good argument. And uh, Does that work when you get paid? <laughs> Shut up. My money. I'll do what I want. And uh, so she, she pulled the trigger. And Women, we dude. Got, Women. We got a really good deal on it. It was, you know, it's it's like a, a sectional couch and it's it's pretty big and pretty comfortable and it was like under five hundred bucks. So I was like, all right, all right well, the twenty million yelling me out, uh, you know, calling me out. D Wing Nine says, "Dude, don't you dare not help him! I moved that heavy ass couch of yours into your apartment, See? And, he, and he totally did. See, and he totally did. See, your boy picked you up for a while too. Don't forget about those days. Yeah, I picked you up first. <laughs> your car broke first. We're even on that one. Squashed." But yeah, I'll help you. Yeah, we got time to kill in the afternoon, right? I'll help you. You know, I need to buy a couch too. Yeah. I, I do. I like my couch. I'm still gonna keep it. Yeah. But I would I, I want something a little bit more comfortable, like everyday use. Like I'm gonna do something else with the one I have. Okay. Um but I'm waiting until Bargmax probably is a pretty good place to buy a couch, though, right? Probably a good yeah. deal. Yeah. Now, it's one of those places where, I don't want to say it's a little bit like a garage sale, but it's a little bit like a garage sale. You don't know what you're getting when you walk into that place. It's like going to Mark's. You know what I'm saying? You just have to go in with an open mind. You have to be like, all right, what's on sale? But we uh, we spent an afternoon just like looking looking online, looking at different places, and she found a good deal, and that's where we went. Yeah, Joey says Sansbury saying, F your couch, man. <laughs> Damn right I am. Damn right I am. But I'm actually kind of waiting, because I and I was right. talking about this a little bit yesterday. But one of my favorite businesses in Canton is opening back up on the 8th, Saturday morning. And I like, this is so not the mail lane, mail radio. Here we go. I like mid-century modern oh. furniture. But I do. Okay. I like the mid-century modern look, the Mad Men look. And Main Street Modern is a place here. Awesome. And that guy has got, dude, if you're on Instagram, you should check out at Main Street Modern. The stuff that man and his crew have in that store is amazing. Now, look, he never tells you the price of anything in the post, which is how you know it's more money than you probably want to spend. But I am going to run through there Saturday morning as they open back up, and I'm going to take a look at some stuff because I love <laughs> that old, like mid 60s, 70s, late 60s, or that kind of look. I love that kind of look. Now, that place, if I remember it correctly, it's kind of like, in like uh, uh, almost warehouse district, it almost seems like you're like, am I in the right place back yeah. here? Like I've had trouble finding it in the past. Yeah, but it really is like filled with awesome stuff. And if he's you, a daily listener too, I want to help him out. Yeah. If you uh, if 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 you or maybe your wife more likely is into that like retroy kind of stuff, it's not a you know you go to some places and it's like, hey, we've got vintage furniture, and it's like, no, you have garbage furniture. Like this <laughs> right. is this is all really high quality good stuff. Yeah, I mean he sells a lot of it out. Of state, right? You know, he I means I, th- I think he just happens to be from here and like that whole thing. But like his that Instagram account, if you're into furniture and into that kind of thing, and I don't know why, but I totally am. You're into furniture. I, I am, and I am into that kind of stuff. And and I want to start stepping up that end of my apartment, and okay. it's time to start doing that. Great. And I, I'm already uh, starting to look. I, I actually, as a matter of fact, I toured like three houses the other day. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. Is you might want to wait till you pull the trigger on a move because, dude, there's nothing. I just gave this guy like five minutes of love. He's moving the couch <laughs> if I buy it from him more than once. He's totally moving it. Did you hear about this? What is uh, somebody tagged us on Twitter on this. I, uh, Alan uh, uh, tagged us in this. We're out of New Philly. Okay. A mentally disturbed woman New apparently, apparently drove through, and I hope I have this right so you guys don't murder me. Is it Tascora Park? At speeds estimated at 70 miles per hour. Driving through a park? Yes. 
on Thursday, uh, this must have been the other night, apparently killing four ducks, what? breaking some park equipment. Police responded at the scene around uh, 10 to 9. They found the motors barefoot, covered with mud, in the back of her vehicle. Oh, my God. 20 years old from Sugar Creek, woman told police she had crashed her Mini Cooper because she was driving too fast. She said she happened to be on prescribed medication, had been diagnosed with mental disorders, so this obviously isn't right, funny. Right. But police found four dead ducks on the floor of the car. Jesus. She told police that after she accidentally killed one duck by hitting it with the car, she killed three more that had been with the first one. So she knew she killed the first one and then killed three more? Killed three more? The woman ran over the last three foul because they must have been the other ducks' family members, and she wanted them to all be together. What? Oh my God! She like no she, nobility killed them. She also said she says she broke the neck of one of the ducks with her hands because it was not dying. Oh my God! She also broke a few posts uh, apparently near near Quaker Stadium. I, I'm unfamiliar with that. She said uh, she will be charged with reckless operation of a motor vehicle, cruelty to animals. Wow, that's awful. Wow. Now she's mentally, you know, disabled, or you know, however you say that, right, properly in 2017. And so, like, I feel for you. That's awful. But I mean, you mow over one duck, then you get out. You mow over the last three. One of them's like trying to crawl away, and you know what I mean. Then you snap its neck. And in and, and the duck family, I mean, listen. I mean, I've I've watched. So they're all together. I've watched Ducktales plenty of times too, but I don't think that's like a real family dynamic. I don't think Uncle Scrooge is actually an uncle. That's a fair point. And that's a, that's absolutely <laughs> right? he he is one hundred percent factually correct on that. And f yo couch man. Jeez, don't, do not say that about my couch. I don't need your couch. Right. Yeah, no, dude, we will definitely uh, we will go grab that properly after the program. Thanks, buddy. You know what we need to do? Never mind. Never <laughs> no, mind. don't tell them. Do <laughs> Never, not say out loud what we're Never going to mind. Do. More stands ready to show up next. Hang on. 6 9. Welcome back to the Sands Show, Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. It's where you can podcast yesterday's program. Also, where you can see that tone deaf Pepsi commercial. In the Sandsbury Show section of WRKK.com. And once again, man, I'll just hit that point. I feel like no matter where you stand, that ad was just tone deaf. Like, it, it on multiple fronts to multiple people, it was just like, dude, you don't get it. I totally understand trying to relate to the story of the day. I get it. And I understand how that may help you. But police brutality and Black Lives Matter and protesting and women's rights issues and all the protests. I mean, do protests are, are supposed to be about serious things? I'm not sure. I mean, is Pepsi trying to take credit that their consumers are the ones that are making the work, like, going to change? I guess maybe that is what they're trying to say, right? That if you drink Pepsi, you're socially conscious and you're trying to turn the world into a better place. I guess maybe that's what they're saying. You know what Coke's saying? We'd like to buy the world a Coke because everybody gets one and then we make a bunch of money. I would be more that lame. If it were me, if I was the CEO, I would be more that lame. I love our audience, man. I, dude, they listen yeah. and they want to help. Okay. As I was, ju- I just simply said, um, I just I toured three houses the other day and I was looking to rent. You know what I mean? Like, because not quite ready to buy just yet. Dude, buying a house in radio is the kiss of death. Every time I've seen a guy do it, he gets fired. Every time. Yeah. So I just said, you know, I was looking through houses. 
And Mrs. J Boyer on Twitter, yeah. at Mrs. J Boyer, was like, hey, man, you're looking for houses? I will pre-qualify you for your mortgage. There she you said. go. That was pretty nice of her. With no now, idea what Stansbury's financial exactly. picture is. <laughs> so that's either her wildly <laughs> overestimating her job skills right. or wildly overestimating what my financial situation is. Or being correct with the fact of like, ah, eh, dude, they've got an app. You press a button, you get a mortgage. <laughs> dude, who cares? Housing crisis of 2007. Rocket mortgages. Not a problem at all. It's 2017. Who cares if you buy too much home? A dude in Perry Township going to spend some time in jail. He's accused of, listen to this, of beating a woman with a frying pan. Jeez. Isaac Streeter, 27, was arrested 115 in the morning Tuesday, 900 block of Camden Avenue, southwest in Canton. Police arrested, they say, a, t- a Perry Township man. Accused of uh, using a kitchen pan to beat a woman, rob her of her money, and then order uh, a money order. I'm sorry, rob her of a money order, and then steal a truck from someone who lives in the house. So multiple people live in there. He beat up the woman with the frying pan, stole the truck, left. But the cops got him. He uh, has been arrested on uh, charges of aggravated robbery, felonious assault, uh, felony evidence of tampering, grand theft, driving without a valid driver's license. That one probably doesn't matter after the rest of them. And failure to display a valid license plate. Dear God. Now, the Stark County Jail records show uh, he used the pan to strike the woman several times in the head. And face as he demanded the money. Like, how many times do you think you get... I'm not trying to make light of this, but how many times... Do you think you could hit a human being with a frying pan before ending their life? Like that's, that's blunt force trauma that's, to the head. That's what I was gonna say. Is I mean, dude, at this point, like, how is this not attempted murder? Like, how is this not? You know, it just seems very obvious to me that he was trying to kill her. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, I guess obvious he, that he didn't care if he did is what right, I would say. Right? You know what I mean? Uh, you know. When you hear somebody getting hit with a frying pan, I think you automatically go to Flintstones of like, you know, you know, Wilma hits Fred with a and, and then right. bloop, and the yeah. thing grows up and there's a little bit of like, oh, dude, it's, it's old timey humor. But man, that's a I mean, it is. What, what's the difference between that and a hammer? You know what I'm saying? None. It's it, when you're using it as a weapon. Depending on. Yeah, hammer's probably still worse, but yeah, but I mean, we're splitting hairs right. there. I mean, Apparently, uh, the victim, fearing for her life, yeah, gave him the money order. Of course. So then he threw the pan in the backyard, stole a truck from another person living in the home, sped away, and police caught him a short distance away. He remained in jail uh, in lieu of $51,000 bond, which I'm guessing he does not have access to. No. And uh, that's no. pending a Canton Municipal Court hearing. So you know what? Good for you, dude. Don't smack anybody. With the frying pans. That's not good. You go directly to jail and do not collect your $200. There is a new craze. I don't want to call it a craze, but there's a new thing happening because of technology where we're able to record everything. Okay. We posted a video yesterday at WRQK.com of a woman filming her maid falling from a seven-story window. And instead of helping her, she filmed it. And this is the new thing now where we're like, losing the humanity in ours in us because we want to be the one that's filmed the viral video. This is not only affecting adults, it's affecting children and schools and schools are looking they're looking, sorry, to make punishments much more strict for these types of activities. I'll explain what I'm talking about next on Rock 106. By Lindor. Dude, he's the best in the business. Lindor's not bad either. Hamilton, man. I just love the way that guy calls the game. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Get you hooked up with Chris Rock tickets around 930. Uh, A good buddy of ours, listener of the program, Casey, just sent in a a new ad that may be looking to one-up Pepsi for tone deafness. 
We're going to try to fit that into the rundown before the end of the program. But I want to talk about this. As I posted a video yesterday at WRQK.com in the Sansbury Show section. I've just tweeted it out again, at Sansbury Shows, how you follow me there. It's also my Instagram, Snapchat, pretty much everything. Sure. Right? Keep it uniform there. Keep everything the same there. I like it. And I posted this video yesterday, and it's of a woman holding onto a window, like on the outside of a building, and there's a like somebody filming it, and then she falls, and the person filming it actually leans over the window to show you the body on the ground. So instead of helping somebody, they filmed it. And I posted this yesterday, and I said, look, we have got to get past the obsession of being the person responsible for recording the next video that goes viral. Obviously, yes. And I know, I watched this video yesterday. I'm like, dude, this has got to be fake. And then I watch it. I'm like, I don't know, dude. This seemed pretty legit to me. Um, it, right? Because I thought it was fake, too. And then I watched it. I was like, I don't know, man. It sounds pretty legit. It looks pretty legit. I, the only thing I'll say, not in defense of that woman, but it's like, dude, if somebody's hanging 10 stories off, you can try to grab them, but odds are more than likely you're going over the edge, too. That person's going to be so like clingy and so grabbing at you and trying to grab you that you're going over the edge, too. So I don't know necessarily okay. that. Then there, but there's a line between falling out of the window yourself and then filming it, watching it happen to another human being. Agreed. Right? Agreed. At least get the ambulance on their way before the fall. Like At least do that much of it. Use the phone to call somebody to be like, hey, I don't want to fall out of this window either, but she's about to fall, so maybe send the ambulance as fast as humanly possible. Yeah, this woman, this wasn't a decision of, of self-preservation. This was a decision of like self-promotion where it's right. like, dude, I'm going to film this video of this bitch falling out of a window, which is terrible, dude, terrible. That's awful. But this happens all over the place now where people are just on their phones way too much. They want to film the wrong thing. We've seen people get like, you know, called out, you know, because really what you're doing by filming that is making fun of that person and like all this stuff, right? And we're just all obsessed with being the creator, even though none of us are Spielberg, but we all wish we were. And an iPhone makes you feel like you can do all the stuff that all the really cool, creative, legendary people can do, which, by the way, we can't. Notice how I said we, not you. We cannot do that. I think, you know, obviously, what do I want to say? The world has been exposed to a lot because of of phone cams and, and people who want to take their phone out and start recording stuff. But if you think that you're going to make money or you're going to like become a celebrity or anything like that via a, a viral video that you're filming, you're not, dude. Nobody knows who films these videos. I mean, sure, the video goes viral. Right. And maybe the person in the video is going to make something out of out of that that notoriety but you as the person on the other side of the camera like that catch me outside girl that girl's now going into the studio with eminem producers at least at least that was a dr phil thing you know what i'm saying but like even like uh, we but most people honestly once you're done once the week of you is over it's over when we uh we did that story yesterday about the bitch who uh was 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 flipping out at the restaurant about the and it's like well yeah now we kind of know who the woman is but we have no idea who the people were on the other side of the camera who was being harassed right right and so, but there's some, there is that thing when we see something like this now, we want to film it versus like help or intervene. And this is becoming a huge issue in schools. And what they're saying now is kids, instead of looking for teachers or looking to break up fights, are now just whipping out their cell phones to record it. So much so that what's happening now is they're almost staging these things so somebody can record it and put it online to get hits at whatever their Twitter handle is or whatever this stuff is. Because that's the currency of teenagers today. 
right? Like it, that's the currency of teenagers is likes and clicks, and I'm cool, and I have more friends than you, and like that's the currency of teenagers. Now let's not, you know, let's not act like uh, you know a fight in the '90s or something wasn't like, hey, dude, we're gonna go back behind the school and everybody's gonna be there. We're all gonna three watch o'clock it. high has always been three o'clock high, right? right. Uh, but obviously, I mean, you know, with everybody having this 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 supercomputer in their phone, it has changed things a bit. So they want to know now: should we punish students for not helping and recording the fights? And posting them online and the answer is of course you should now this is going to be twofold and i'm going to sound like a little bit of a hypocrite here okay okay in a public space as a grown-up i don't want to i don't want laws that make me required to help somebody in trouble okay, okay. i don't necessarily want that because i think a lot of times what you can do is interject yourself in a situation that's probably dangerous for you yeah. and i don't want to put myself in a situation where i'm required to do that but as a student, this is school though, dude. It's different, and you're not an adult yet. You're a kid, and there's laws and rules in school. And what I want is that should you have to, should you physically have to break up the fight? No. But if you take out your phone and you film this and post it versus looking for a principal, teacher, hall monitor, whatever the hell it is, some form, some form of like adult. I want you punished. That's part of what school is supposed to do is train you for the world. What if I just stand there and watch it? I kind of, dude, at that point, I, yeah, I, I, I really am concerned about the person filming it and posting it. Why, why is filming it different? Because you're exploiting it there. If something happens and like, ah, uh, dude, I'm no, sitting there watching nah, it, I'm dude, it's very it. different. Dude if, dude, if a freak occurrence happens and you just like happen to see it, I still would th- think you should go help, right? But if you're filming it, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing, which is you're putting aside your care for another human being and getting off on it. Well, I mean, but that's what I did when we when it was like, hey, let's do it behind the school at three o'clock. We're all going to go back. Okay, and watch well, that dude, fight. if you're going to make it to where it's this or that, then fine. Then charge them all. Then then punish them all. Absolutely, throw them all in Saturday detention. But you got to start teaching these kids before we release them into the world how to be a little bit of a better person. That's part of what school is. It's structure. I, I don't know if I don't know if this watching- is why more honestly. This is why honestly, as much as I want public schools to get better, honestly, this is why private school might be a little bit better. I, I don't know if watch. I mean, I don't know if watching a fight is going to be enough for me to say that. Like, and I know recording it feels different. It does, and it, 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 I guess if you can show the intent of like, well, dude, you recorded this and you were blatantly doing this to to put it up on your Twitter. But like, what if I make the argument of like, well, yeah, I recorded it because I wanted you, the principal, to see, hey, this is what's happening right now. I couldn't make it there fast enough, and I didn't want this to be over. And hey, I'm documenting this for you. Okay. I would maybe make leeway because, of course, that could happen. But if it ends up online, that's not what you were trying to do. Right, 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 right. And I just feel like there's going to be a lot of different, like, and I, I, I don't know if using your camera makes it different than not using it, than standing there, than watching it, than being, if, if, if you're being a, uh, an audience to it, you're being an audience yeah, to it. Yeah, but something, no, 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 very, 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 very different. Something can happen in life where it stops you in your moment. You're like, oh, my God, is that really happening? But once you reach in for your phone, it's about you. It's about I'm the person who has this. I'm the one that has the video. I'm the one that did that. It's all pointing back to you. And once you post it on your Twitter and you're not in the principal's office with it, you don't care. It's about you. And you should punish this because this is this. it's only going to get worse. 
It's only wasn't there a story? Yes, just this week where some fifteen-year-old scumbag in Chicago live-streamed himself raping a girl in school, raping her, dude, and live-streamed it. If we don't get our arms around this, and I know I sound old and over the hill, and these damn kids, I know I sound like that, but we're now live-streaming rapes. If we don't wrap our arms around this technology being used properly and punish kids early, they're going to turn into thirty-year-olds who think it's okay to live-stream rapes. It's only going to get worse. And of course, it's not right to rape, and it would be even worse to live stream it, you scumbags. The hell's the matter with you? You got it's school. Like I said, I don't necessarily want like Good Samaritan laws where I have to help you if I'm walking down the street, because again, that can be danger. But as far as like going, first of all, you're in a hallway at school, right? There's classrooms all up and down the hallway. You don't have to find the principal. Any adult will do. Go grab an adult. And you can absolutely 100% do that. And if you're not doing it, I think school is the place where we should teach kids how to be proper. It should be part of the system of school. It's not just about English. It's not just about dissecting sentences. It's not just about knowing which president was 42nd. It's not. It's also about turning you into a good like citizen. That should be part of schools. And if it isn't, then we need to get on that. And absolutely, you should punish kids who are not who are taking the video and posting it online. I don't know how anybody would debate that. I don't know how you could do it because we're losing the humanity through this. And once that's gone, it's gone. Like you think we're going to go back? What do I always say about every problem? Paste ain't going back in the tube, y'all. So before we go all the way out, let's start to wrap our arms around this now. This is terrible. We're at the point where we're live streaming rapes. So we get likes. Let that sink in. Live streaming rapes. So people will click thumbs up. It's disgusting. More Stansbury Show and Chris Rock tickets up next. Hang on. But yeah, man. And honestly, there was part of me. There was always part of me where I was trying to resolve myself to the fact that it was okay. It's fine. And I was always trying to sell myself, well, maybe this is going to be the one, and then that, that, you know, where this isn't going to be true, and everything, you know what I mean? But no, it just... Brandy with an eye, she got you. Dude, I hate doing that. I hate doing that. She listens a lot, and please don't be angry. Sorry. Please don't be angry. Coming up next on the main stage. Oh, Oh. this is another good one. Misty is... God, it's the name of a cigarette. What do you think's going to happen to your child? Yeah, I wouldn't date a chick named Newport. Yeah, name your kid Parliament. Hey, cool. Let's go out on a date. <laughs> right. Salem. On, let's Misty. Salem. Let's go to the movies. Misty. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I have known one Misty uh-huh. who this was not true of. There's the exception to every rule. Right. And I went to high school with a young woman named Misty and she was like her family was they were anything but white trash. Well to do good money. Her and her brother, I believe, both have good jobs now. Like so you can kind of overcome it. Names go through these weird cycles. And yes, you can't overcome it unless your name's Jeeves and then you're destined to be a butler for the rest of your life. Fair. But it, it, names go through these, these weird cycles. And I watched a documentary. I can't remember. Maybe it's called What's in a Name or something like that. But what really happens is, you know, I don't want to say wealthy, but affluent people will start naming their children different things. And over a little bit of time, you know, poor people, people lower down on, on the economic scale um, start to incorporate that. And then it goes even further down and it gets into like trashy territory. So it's just like an evolution of, you know, 50 years ago, a name like Brandy might have sounded classy, might have sounded, you know, like, but at this point, it's just... 
I mean, find her in the trailer park. I've always been a little, and again, I'm sure there are a thousand Brandies listening to us right now, and I apologize. I hate you too. But like, if you introduced me to some chick named Whiskey, I'd be like, I'm out. (laughs) You know, dude, here's the girl Jin. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I, dude, I think I'm out on that. (laughs) You know, I think I'm out on that. Like, yeah. I hate to admit it, but the eyes at the end of the names are not good. Well, I mean, they were they they were trashy names to start with, and then you throw an eye on there, it just gets worse. I uh, I've always had this theory that girls whose first names start with the letter A are normally psycho. Okay, because uh, I've dealt with that a lot. All right, so girls whose first names start with the letter A can normally be a little psycho, and yeah, you add I to the end of the name, gets a little sketchy. I don't want to put it on all of them, but I'm weary, and I you know have been throughout my life of women with the curse at the beginning at their at their name, whether it's Kristen's, Kirstie's, Cora, and I'm like, eh, I don't know about you, I don't know about you. See, man, we just listed a bunch of chicks. I think maybe what it is is uh, just maybe we weren't real restrictive on where our penis went. Maybe it's maybe it's not about the women. Maybe it's about us. Right. But let's get back to Ruby K. Corsi now, okay. 27 years old, has been charged with felony murder and neglect of a disabled person. They Jeez. say she killed, essentially she killed 33-year-old Troy Maine. Oh, my God. Troy Maine. Troy Maine Johnson. No, it's not that. This is NASCAR, not NBA. Oh, okay, all right. All this is right. NASCAR, not NBA. <laughs> Could have been either that. Troy Maine Johnson Upson, uh, of Upson County, Georgia. And here's what happened. This man was last seen alive on March 14th. He was found dead by authorities after midnight on March 17th. Now, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation later determined he died of hypothermia. So Corsi, being the man's ex-girlfriend, allegedly dropped him off on a dirt road in the area of a hunting camp in the middle of Georgia, again, NASCAR, okay. to access the road. She allegedly crashed her vehicle through a gate. They say Johnson didn't have the use of his legs, only had partial use of one arm. He was totally immobile. There was absolutely no way he'd be able to get out of there or call for help. They claim she knew that, crashed through the gate, kicked the dude out of the car. He can't walk, only got the one arm there. He then died from hypothermia. They're charging her with murder, as they should. I mean, you left him there, and you know there's no way. Now, listen, obviously the circumstances play into this, but for kicking someone out of your car, you're charged with murder? Like I, I get some sort of neglect, I get some sort of manslaughter. I don't know if All that's right, mur- I don't know if that's murder. I got to put this through another filter. I don't know if that's murder. All right, yeah, let's examine. Okay, so like, let's say hypothetically, yeah, you're driving down the road, right, and your passenger in your car goes psycho on you, right, just insufferable, starts, just starts going psycho on you out of nowhere, okay, and you pull over, getting off the freeway, you pull over on the exit. And you open the car door and say, you know what? How about our night is over? Exit the car. If that person gets out of that car and I leave and then they are attacked, I guess what I'm saying is, is that I would want me charged for that. They get out of your car. You kick them off the side of 77. Screw you. No, screw you too. Now, they get the hit by a car. the difference there is that I did not make this person a paraplegic who cannot walk or find safety or like do for their own. Let's Okay. Well, then let's put it through the filter of it's the dead of winter. And okay. you, kick, you kick the chick out. I'm done with you. You're done with me. Screw you. No, screw you. And it's seven degrees outside. Which, by the way, before I answer, ladies, I'm going to tell you this right now. If we should ever find ourselves on a date, yeah. if you get to let me out. I will tell you, about 15 years ago, I was coming back from a tournament playing billiards, 
and a woman was sick and tired of having spent the entire weekend in the pool hall and was letting me know all about it the whole way home. Right. And so she's like, let me out. So I pulled over in Toledo, opened the door. For all I know, she's still there. I'm not one of those. You don't test my patience. You're so, getting out of the car. So, I'm so, just telling you. So you did that, and it was five degrees outside, and you thought she was going to be able to walk to McDonald's or wherever, but she didn't. Are, are you guilty of murder there? No. No, not me, but I feel like Ruby K. Corsi is. She're, they're charging him with felony murder. Now, again, <sighs> he, was in, he was totally immobile, though, Fantone, so I could make the argument. You're bringing up good sides, all right? But I can make the argument that that's why she left him out there. It's because she knew he wasn't going to be able to make it back, and she wanted him to die. You can make the argument that 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 she knew that and that was her intention. I just I I, I, I agree that this woman did something wrong here and was and that, trying to do something wrong. Right, and th- there was intent there. I just don't know if kicking somebody out of your car, regardless what the circumstances, because yeah, you can think that somebody's able-bodied enough to get through that that snowbank when you kick her out on seventy-seven. Ah, who cares? She'll make it to the gas station. She can Uber her way home. But I, I wasn't strong enough to make it over that snowbank. It was too far away, and I just decided. To lay down and die. I don't. I, I, I just don't know if it's murder. Being asked via Twitter, how do you get hypothermia in Georgia? I, I think this is one of those times where you know you forget that like overnight, like Vegas, yeah. it gets freezing cold sure. in the desert in Vegas overnight. Freezing cold. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you get under thirty-two, and all of a sudden, you know, it's not like Georgia doesn't go under thirty-two. Well, and it was three days. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like so, well, yeah. that too. Who even knows if it was hypothermia or just being out there for three days in the elements? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of guessing. They so, say it was hypothermia, but so, but with three, I mean, he made it. For for three days, right? I mean, it, Fantone, he's totally immobile, you dick. But I, <laughs> like, yes, I, 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 I understand that. It just I don't think you do. Until, <laughs> until you murder somebody, until you uh, physically cause that, I just, I, I can't, I don't know if it's murder. It's it's bad. I'm not, I'm not okay. making the argument that you should just, just take handicapped people, push them out of the car and let them <laughs> die. It's yeah. bad. I just don't you know. You got wheels rolled down the hill? No, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Murder two, manslaughter, okay, something in there. That's but. what I was going to say. I don't know the definitions of these things well enough to know like what manslaughter means versus what murder. Do we have a minute? We have like what uh, minute here? Yeah, and essentially with manslaughter is, is your actions cause the death of somebody without... Directly being your fault. Right. So this is why it's vehicular it. manslaughter. Right, versus vehicular homicide. Or like there's different There's levels there's there. Different things you've got going so on. So the there. result of not necessarily my intention is what manslaughter covers. My intention now makes it murder. Right? As I, far as I understand that. For, for for a quick wrap up of what it means, I'm close enough to the ball. Without malice afterthought or otherwise the circumstances not amounting to murder. I'm guessing if I was on trial, I would rather be charged with manslaughter than for murder. Sure. For sure. Punishments if, are gonna be less. If 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 she would have I, I mean they're charging her with felony murder. I I, I I I like I said I don't view this as a good thing, but I just don't know if if we're in the in the murder territory, and I'm sure that's what her lawyer will argue. Yeah, I mean, she's only being charged. She hasn't been convicted yet or this and that. And you know how lawyers work their magic. I'm sure they'll probably get it reduced. She'll probably make a plea or whatever. But Ruby Kate Corsi killed Troy Maine Johnson. Good Lord. Welcome to Georgia.
We do have Chris Rock tickets. We will end the program passing them out to you on Rock 106. Feed her, and they knew that, and they and your grandma died. I bet that is murder. Why didn't you come feed her? Is what I'm going to say. But you decided I'm not. I'm not going to have to go do that <laughs> because so, grandma lives far, so, so, and I want my inheritance. So but if I mean. decide, so if I decide, eh, I'm not going over to grandma's house. Who cares? Who cares? I'm her caretaker, but I don't care. I don't. I, once again, is it right? No, but is it murder? I I don't think so. I don't. I I mean, if you knowingly do something that that you know will cause the death of somebody, that's premeditated. So if I take you you off life support, is that murder? I know that's going to cause the death of you. Well, here's the thing, man. If that's not written in their will and you walk in there and you pull the plug on them, yeah, technically, right? Like, if you walk into, like, Altman today, grab a pillow and snuff somebody out, that's murder. That's different. That's shoving a pillow in somebody's face that's causing their death. Okay, what about a baby? Because somebody wrote this in, too, and said, what about a baby? Like, you know a baby can't take care of itself, and if you neglect a baby and that baby dies, you're going to jail. So how would that not be the same if, if, if a paraplegic's in your, in your care? Once again, yes, you are going to jail. I agree with that 100%. Are you going to jail for murder? So you, you're all right with her being imprisoned. You're just not wild about the charge in which she's been I, given. I, I, I just don't know if that fits the, 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 the law of murder. I don't know if that becomes what that is, is what we all intend. I stabbed somebody to death. I shot somebody to death. I drowned somebody. I put a pillow over somebody. This face. is one of those situations in life. Where you want to be careful about how you come down on the law of this, because this perp, this situation with her in Georgia, leaving the dude in the middle of nowhere, I like her charged with murder. But when you start saying, "Well, somebody gets out of your car," technically, you know, you didn't drive them all the way home. Right. Like this happened. Like does that? Like do I get charged? Like like I said, if a woman's like, "Let me out of the car," and she gets out of the car and she gets like sexually assaulted on the side of the road or something, I don't want to be charged for that. She's walking home and she dies of hypothermia. Now again, the difference there. Told me to let her out of the car. You stop the car. She gets out, sound mind and body, has the use of all her limbs. I think that would make a difference. A difference if you have the use of all your limbs? Absolutely, dude. Because if you left me, let's say, dude, you and I go camping, right? And it's not that far to civilization. You go, you know what, dude? I've had enough of Stansbury. This sucks. I'm out. I'm heading home early. The, The warden and I are going home early. Figure it out, dude. You're 40. Get a ride. And I, dude, I have legs and I have arms and I, dude, I'm smart. Like I could probably make it back to safety. But if we went out there and like tomorrow I get into a freak accident and the next thing I know I'm breathing into a tube to move the chair around. Like what's his name that's super smart? And I'm obviously so dumb, can't even remember his goddamn name. And you leave me out there, dude, and I don't make it. Then I, yeah, it kind of makes you a dick. I don't know if you're... Stephen Hawking is his name. If your physical capabilities, well, I'm not strong enough to make it out in the wilderness on my own, or I'm not, I'm not savvy enough to make it out in the wilderness of my on my own. I, I, I'm not debating whether this was the right thing for this woman to do. It was an awful thing. She knew what she was doing. Yes, but I just don't know if that foots the bill of what murder is. This is one of those times in life where you're correct, but I'm right. There you go. There you <laughs> you go. know what I mean? But you yes, go. you're correct, you but I'm right about it. Chris Rock tickets up for grabs. That show is April the 20th. Let's take caller 20 right now. Mm-hmm. 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we're done, except yeah. for having to pick, go pick up Fantone's couch, and no I got to get it. baby. Got to go. Two guys in a radio two station guys truck. Two Two guys. Sounds awful. Two guys in a van. You know what? I'm going to leave you in the parking lot somewhere, dude. And you know what? If you die, it's not, hu- dude, it's not murder. I'm not guilty of that. Murder.
We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625. You get Chris Rock tickets. We're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. 